Redesigned. By not worrying about the growth, I think almost everybody when they start at zero are so insecure that all these people have tens of thousands and millions and a lot of people right now feel like they're catching up. So A, don't pander to the numbers. B, bring value and whatever value you have to the audience. Don't fake it till you'll make it because there's too much content. It doesn't work the way it used to. I think of it as somebody, listen, five years ago I had zero muscles in my body. I'd never worked out in my entire life with weights. I had none. And so that first year was like painful, like eight push-ups, real push-ups, not like the fake ones were hard. But understanding that I was gonna do this for the rest of my life was what really allowed it to be palpable in those first two years when it seemed daunting. And somebody starting a social media account right now knowing that this is something they wanna use for the rest of their lives, all of a sudden, how you do in the first six months doesn't feel like a failure anymore when you know you're doing it forever. Hope you enjoyed that Monday morning motivation from Gary V. Welcome to another episode of the Redesigned Podcast. This is episode 35. This week we're talking about smart devices, smart homes and the internet of things. A new segment to the podcast. Google having another crack at social media. What's going on with Twitter? And 30k needed to be a celebrity. All of that coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, aka Mr. Kate Box. Don't forget if you want to get involved in the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag RedesignPod, all one word. That's RedesignPod. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We're on all platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Breaker, Google Podcasts. So let's kick off this week's podcast. So this week... I want to announce that I'm launching a new segment to the podcast and it's called Things That Make You Go Hmm. And it's going to be a funny or factual piece of trivia. It could be a snippet from something that's happened on social media in the last couple of days, something that everyone's talking about, maybe a trending topic. It could be anything, but it's either going to be funny or factual and it will definitely make you say hmm. A little bit corny, but hey, we move. I think I might put it before the new segments. I don't know, what do you think? I'm gonna try it out in the coming weeks, see what the feedback is from you guys. Let me know what you think of the idea. Jump on the hashtag, redesignpod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, um, yeah. And don't forget, if you wanna drop me a line, you can send an email to redesignpod at mail.com. So now we've got three segments, the main feature, or a guest, the redesigned rewind, and things that make you go, hmm. With that being said, let's get into some news from this week. Having 30,000 followers online makes you a celebrity now, apparently. According to the UK's Advertising Standards Authority, they've ruled that 
30,000 is the magic number of followers that makes you count as a celebrity. So their decision means that if you have a following, then you have to obey the same type of advertising rules as traditional uh, media companies or advertising companies and even influencers when it comes to product endorsements. So this decision was made after someone on Instagram with 32,000 followers posted an ad for sleeping tablets. Although they disclosed that the post was an ad at the beginning of its description, the Advertising Standards Agency ruled that the follower account made them a celebrity and so they were banned from doing drug endorsements in the UK. Very interesting. So 30k qualifies you as a celebrity online. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? 30k i don't know i mean what is a celebrity what really is a celebrity i feel like the bar has been pushed so low these days i don't know but that's just my opinion anyway moving on google are having another crack at social media with an app called shoelace seriously um my personal opinion on google and social media I think just leave it because they had a they had a social media site called Google Plus. I don't know if you remember that. And um it didn't go too well. The user experience was crap. And I just didn't see the point of it. It just didn't have that appeal. Like there was like who was on Google Plus? So according to The Verge, Google's in-house incubator Area 120 are working on a social media app called Shoelace, which is aimed at organizing local events and activities. So apparently you use it by listing your interests in the app. So you tell the app what you're interested in, what your hobbies are, what kind of events you're interested in. And it comes up with a series of hand-picked local activities that suit you called Loop. So they recommend um, these activities to you and you can organize your own event. And there's a map interface to kind of like view and RSVP to other people's loops. And this is coming just not too long after Google has shut down Google+. Um, I think they should just stay in their lane, to be honest with you. Like, Google are very good at search. They're very well invested in the tech side of things. So they've got the Google Assistant, AI, and obviously they've got um, automated cars, Waymo and all of that stuff. A social media app, I don't know if there's actually room in the ecosystem for another social media app. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Let me know if you think there is room for another social media app. Would you join another social media app apart from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the ones that are currently circulating at the moment? Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Before we go to the next piece of news, it's time for the new segment, Things That Make You Go Hmm. Why was Twitter only 140 characters? Things that make you go hmm. In the beginning, Twitter was built for SMS or text messages. People actually used to tweet through text messages, which means that they could only be 160 characters. So they cut 20 characters just to allow people to add their Twitter handles. Bet you didn't know that. Hmm? Hmm. Now, what the hell is going on with Twitter? Twitter is usually one of the more stable social media apps. You always hear about Instagram going down. Instagram has been down so many times uh, this month alone and also Facebook. So when Facebook goes down, Instagram goes down. WhatsApp has been down a few times, but it never seems to happen to Twitter. But as of lately, Twitter has been moving a little bit higgy, you know. 
So just um just the other day, what what day was it? Thursday. So last Thursday, as you're listening to this on Monday, anyway. Um, so last Thursday, Twitter went down for about an hour. Both desktop and mobile sites were down. Twitter's status page said something is technically wrong. Um, I looked at my follower account. My follower account said it was like minus one. Couldn't see any tweets. So I was like, okay, no problem. But yeah, I wonder what's going on. Like this, this is becoming a bit of a regular occurrence. Like what are they planning? What is actually going on? Let me know what you think is going on over there in social media land. Why are all these apps crashing all of a sudden? Hmm. What we gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. <laughs> Which transistor portable radio would you rather have? This one with its tiny speaker? This expensive model that sounds no better? Or the new RCA Victor with really big set sound? And which would you rather have? A radio that uses up 12 batteries or the new RCA Victor transistor radio that uses just three to play the same length of time? Load it once and it can play up to four times longer than other transistor radios for the money. And which would you rather have? These? Or RCA Victor's new transistor portable in a guaranteed non-breakable impact case? Which would you rather have? An RCA Victor, of course, in three smart colors. Again, don't forget to use the hashtag RedesignPod if you want to get involved in the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment on Spotify, SoundCloud, Acast, Stitcher, all the major podcast apps. With that being said, let's get into this week's main feature. In the beginning, there was Jack. In the beginning, there was Jack, and Jack had a groove. Okay, I'm joking. In the beginning, the internet started off as a means of creating a network of interconnected personal computers. Now we're entering an age where everything is going to be connected to the internet. From our TVs and doorbells to cars and fridges, the internet of things, smart homes and smart devices are on the rise. The main thing that a lot of us are familiar with at the moment are most probably TVs, cars and probably smartwatches. So if you've got a Fitbit or an Apple an Apple Watch, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, these watches that can kind of like measure your heart rate, help you with your fitness, send you reminders, like showing you your notifications, um, sending and receiving text messages or replying to text messages. These are the sort of things that are part of the the smart home smart device ecosystem one of the most uh, widely adopted parts of that of the uh, internet of things at the moment next to obviously smart tvs things like you know your phone your tablets that kind of thing 
yeah, we're heading towards a world where everything is going to be connected. So let's look at smartwatches. Funny enough, like I just purchased an Apple Watch the other day. It should be on its way here today. In fact, there could be a knock on the door any minute now. But yeah, um, why did I get it? I decided that I wanted to kind of track my fitness and I'm trying to reduce my screen time and not be so, you know, glued to my phone. Um, I think I am doing well with my digital detox. I've got my screen time down to an average of four to five hours a day considering I do work a lot on my phone, especially with emails and client stuff as well. But yeah, um, smart devices, they're doing a lot these days. I was watching a TED talk and um, I see that it is actually possible. I'm going to have to do some research on it, but it's actually possible to actually monitor levels of alcohol in the blood. And eventually it may actually be possible to measure your blood sugar levels as well, which would be very useful for people that suffer from diabetes. Um, but yeah, those are one of the benefits of having this type of technology. A lot of the time people kind of demonize the new technology that's coming through. Obviously it can be a bit scary. Um, there are a lot of concerns in terms of like privacy and stuff like that. Um, and also the concern that we're kind of like merging with our devices. That's always a concern and and if you look at these apocalyptic kind of dystopian sci-fi films there is a lot of that narrative where humanity is heading towards the brink of disaster and we're going to be overtaken by machines or we even become machines but um for now let's look at the pros and cons of smart devices and smart homes so with the smart devices i think they do make our lives easier but they also make it very easy for a breach of security and privacy to occur because all of these devices they all share data the data that your smartwatch collects so for example if you've got an apple watch and it's tracking your heart rate it's tracking how many steps you're doing um, it's tracking your location because all of these devices they've all got gps installed so they're tracking where you're going your activity all of that stuff and plus we're uploading more and more data to them willingly as well so so for example you've got siri on board you've got google assistant so imagine every time you call siri even if you don't call siri on your watch your watch is a device that can record sound so it's recording everything that you're saying funny enough the other day i said to my son he was misbehaving he was throwing a right tantrum when i mean like he was getting on my nerves he was he was listen i wanted to smack him so i said to him i didn't smack him by the way disclaimer i said to him be quiet i'm gonna hurt you and his name is so when i said his name and because it rhymes with siri and siri responded I don't know if that's a good idea. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was thinking, boy, these things are really listening to every word that we say. So you got to be careful out there. You can't just be talking anyhow in front of these devices. And uh, I was watching a TED talk. Uh, the guy was talking about how uh, a, a possible scenario where his watch informed the police that he was driving um, under the influence of alcohol because the watch was taking his blood alcohol levels. And then because everything is shared on that cloud system and the data can be shared, we don't know where the data goes to. I'm sure law enforcement has have got their hands on all of this data. Um, they can have the, the, uh, the rights to it, I'm sure. You know, you don't know where your data is going. Um, but yeah, let's look at some of the other interesting stuff. For example, TVs. 
uh, we all know that TVs nowadays are connected to the to the internet one way or another, whether it's through your Skybox or it's through your set-top Apple TV box or Chromecast or whichever. It's connected to the internet. And through subscription services such as Netflix, they all have access to your viewing habits and they collect all this data and they work out what kind of programs to suggest to you and they use that information for either marketing or to make the service better in inverted commas. Um, and that's the funny thing about adoption. They get people where they're most likely to engage with it first and then they kind of make the habit or the behavior normal. So they normalize the idea of using things over the internet that are not necessarily computers for example in the beginning when you had the internet back in dial-up days it was like people used to look at you funny like you're weird why are you on the internet the internet is for nerds like what is that why are you using the internet and then it became normalized then when we had blackberries and we had 3g the internet on mobiles became normalized and then we started to use social media social media kind of normalized smartphones and then now we're seeing with things like netflix um amazon prime all these new streaming services that are coming through now they've normalized watching tv on the internet we've moved away from kind of like broadcast tv to internet-based tv viewing and figures are showing very very strong viewerships um online in fact a lot of people are watching more online tv than they are terrestrial over the air tv so the next wave is the internet of things we're getting wearables so we're getting watches we're getting lots of other things now um which i'm going to talk about so for example smart fridges smart cars so bmw recently have updated their bmw iDrive system with the new bmw 3 series i'll probably do another podcast on like cars and automation and connecting cars to the internet and stuff like that but that's another way where they're kind of normalizing the idea that everything is going to be connected to the internet. So your car is going to be sharing data about how fast you're going, where you're going, any parts that may need replacement, um, temperature. Um, <laughs> listen, the, the way you're driving, the style of your driving, whether you're harsh braking, like all of that data is collected and sent over to some centralized server. So you're going to see this with um, cars. You're going to see this with washing machines, toasters. Uh, already we've got smart meters. So your energy bills, everything is all going to be recorded. So all your habits are going to be somewhere where it can be accessed. And not forgetting, obviously, what, what I spoke about a few episodes back, voice assistants, home voice assistants, such as Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, uh, Apple HomePod and stuff like that. These things are coming to your homes real soon and they're going to be a part of everyday life. Now, a lot of the times they do actually make our lives easier, if I'm honest. Like that BMW connected iDrive thing looks rather, it looks rather tasty. I'm not going to lie. It allows you to like drive into an awkward parking space and then rather than you trying to work out how to get out of that space, it basically does everything that you did in reverse. So there's no way that you could scratch up your car or anything like that, which is pretty cool um yeah let me know what you think about the idea of the internet of things and what kind of devices are you currently using at the moment that are connected to the internet apart from your smartphone or your tv let me know i want to find out who the realest gadget junkies are out there listening to this podcast
So let's talk about smart homes. Smart homes are basically homes equipped with lighting, heating, and other devices that can be controlled remotely through the internet. So through your smartphone or some sort of control. Um, so we're talking doorbells, we're talking lights, we're talking the fridge, the washing machine, uh, security systems. That's a very, very good use case, to be honest with you. Security systems with multiple cameras or even locks. I've seen like smart locks that you can have um, controlled by your phone. I think it's a little bit too much for me personally. I think I would have rather have a normal key, but who knows if they make... if. The funny thing is when something becomes normalized you start to look at it differently because i'm sure if you if you look at before the times of airplanes then the thought of a a metal bus that weighs like like hundreds of tons flying through the air and landing safely across continents the idea sounds a bit mad but it came to fruition and people jump on planes like it's nothing now so the idea of having smart homes where you walk in it recognizes your face you know the you, your front door recognizes your face facial recognition you just walk in it, it makes you your coffee it turns on the heat into a certain temperature it plays your music all of that stuff all completely automated i think we're only about 20 30 years away from it being completely normal probably even less i think we're gonna see it very 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 rapidly maybe even in the next 10 years you never know companies like ikea i you've already got ikea making smart blinds that you can control from your phone or voice activated so you all you need to do is say close the blinds or open the blinds or whichever and it will follow the instructions it will follow the command and yeah you can literally build your home to kind of like be automated if you really want to some people are actually doing that so for many people the driving force behind a smart home is the potential to save time energy and money with everything being you know accessible from either voice activation or maybe from one device one remote device maybe your phone on this quiet street in austin texas it's one of the most internet connected houses you'll ever find there's the sprinkler system, the porch lights, the garage door, the door locks, the thermostat, the stereo, the alarm. IBM cybersecurity expert Charles Henderson lives here. Okay, I'm turning on the sprinkler. From a nearby cafe, he's able to control his home's connected devices from his phone. Everything that you can automate, you've automated. Everything that I can automate. So how does it work? Basically, any device in your home that uses electricity can be put on your home network so it can be connected to your router and at your command. Like I said before, you can use voice, remote control, tablet, smartphone, and those devices will react to your commands. Um, but most of the apps that people are using these days are related to lighting, home security, and most probably entertainment and let's say for example heating and stuff like that so your your central heating system maybe your doorbell your security system obviously your music stuff music and tv um and lighted you can actually get these uh wi-fi lights from about 17 18 pounds on amazon why actually try one and maybe start trying to slowly automate parts of my house um, and see how it goes you can have you can even get like um plug systems as well so you can actually shut off uh your mains plug from from an app might have to try that and see what use cases will 
work best for me. But yeah, the world is going fully digital. It's amazing. And being an 80s baby, we've seen so much technology um, advance throughout the years. But I think nothing nothing like what we're seeing now. It's, it's moving so rapidly. Like now it's going to be very hard to predict what the next five, 10 years is going to look like. We're proper living in science fiction times. When you think about it, we really take these things for granted. You know, opening a blind, turning on the TV, switching off lights. You might think it's a little bit too much or over the top using your phone or your voice to actually do these things that you can just walk and do by yourself. But when you think about it, this could be a real game changer, especially for the elderly um, the elderly who live by themselves or people with medical conditions or people with disabilities. It could really be a way for them to live a more fulfilling and you know, an easier life when you think about it. For some people, doing something like turning on your lights or opening a blind or changing your thermostat might be seen as a convenience. But for others, that represents empowerment and independence and dignity. And those were some comments from the person in charge of accessibility at Apple a couple of years ago. Um, there'll be a link to the video where you can actually find out more about all of this kind of stuff, how it impacts uh, people with disabilities there will be a link in the show notes let me know how connected your home is how many how connected to the internet is your home how many smart devices are you currently using day to day let me know chime in on the hashtag redesign pod anyway that was a brief radio edit on what the internet of things is smart devices and stuff like that let me know your thoughts. Chime in on the hashtag redesign pod, all one word. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Follow. Uh, we'll be back next week. Got a special guest on the pod next week. So look out for that. That is it for this week. I'll be back on Monday. Take care and bye for now. Redesigned. Redesigned.